New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Dear ones, Reverend Robert with you here on the New Thought Media Network. It's Friday night. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone. And that means it is time for the good news. Our weekly look at some of the good news stories that I've rustled up from around the internet to remind us that we really are all in this together and we are really creating a world that works for everyone. So grateful you're with us this this evening. Hoo-ha, Space Cowboy, good to see you, sir. Glad you're with us, Wayne. Anyone else, as you join us, feel free to comment and join in the conversation uh, as we go along here this evening. All right, first up, wow, what a story. In Scotland, there's a woman who can tell if you have Parkinson's disease or not based on your body odor. Yep. Uh, This started over 40 years ago. Joy Milne is the woman's name. She noticed an abrupt change in her husband's natural odor uh, when he was just 33 years old. Now, Joy always knew she couldn't, uh, that she had a super sensitive nose and could smell differently than everybody else, but didn't put it together with Parkinson's disease. Uh, In 2012, her husband, who was a former doctor, Uh, went and found somebody who might be able to investigate further the connection between scent and Parkinson's. That initially led them to a professor at the University of Edinburgh who formed a team and put uh, Joy's sense of smell to the test. Well, believing that maybe it was Parkinson's, uh, (laughs) this is great, you're going to love this, she was asked to smell some T-shirts. she guessed correctly on every single one of the tests except for one. So in every one of the t-shirts that had that was a Parkinson's patient, she was able to identify the smell. There was one t-shirt that she said no. Uh, or that she said yes, but they but they didn't know the guy had Parkinson's yet. Eight months later, it turns out he received his diagnosis. Joy is uh now working with scientists to create a swab test that uh, will be able to make this detection so much easier. Yes, Wayne, can you smell it? Um, uh, it, it, This is great. 
so now the scientists are working with her uh, to be able to create a test so that she wouldn't necessarily be necessary, but they can isolate what's going on uh, with Joy to be able to help others. Thank you, Joy, for being on the planet. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing. This is the good news, folks. We find the stories uh, that sometimes seem a little interesting and sometimes uh, we don't know exactly where they're going to lead us, but we follow them and we follow them into all kinds of places. Uh, you'll we'll, we'll keep an eye on Joy's story, and if we hear more, we'll share that with you as well. All right, next up, <clears throat> this is an interesting one, an innovative paint is being used outside of Atlanta, in schools outside of Atlanta, to uh, relieve that urban heat island effect that happens. Now, if you've ever lived in a city or hang out in a city, you know that you can get surrounded by a lot of blacktop, and uh, 75 degree air temperature can easily push the blacktop to over 120. Well, a company here that uh, called Street Bond, they're uh, owned by the parent company GAF, you know, the paint company. Uh, they've de developed a paint specifically for cement and other ground surfaces. Uh, it comes in blue and tan. You can kind of see someone spreading some, a uh, gentleman spreading some blue paint back there on the area. And it's to be used, uh, it's originally was developed for crosswalks and bike lanes, hotel driveways, other parking lots, things like that. Uh, now they're expanding it and using it for playgrounds for the kids. The paint itself is uh, credited to lower the ambient temperature of the ground by up to 12 degrees. And uh, as our main slide there showed, one woman said, I don't feel like I'm in an oven any longer. Good work, GAF and Street Bond. Hey, if you like this program, we want you to know that uh, we don't find all of these stories. We get most of our stories over at thegoodnewsnetwork.org. It's a great organization. They have a collection of fresh stories all the time. And we encourage you to visit their website, give them the love and appreciation they so deserve for putting together all these stories. What we do is we grab a handful of them and we share those with you. We'll put links in the description so you know how to get over to the main stories and we encourage you to follow up. Some of them have videos and uh, not all, but many of them do have a video attached. This next story comes from the Good News Network, and it's right in our wheelhouse. Honda is going to introduce 10 new electric motorcycles and scooters to ease air pollution in Asia's mega cities. Now, you may not know this, uh, especially if you live in North America, but uh, Honda pretty much owns the motorbike market in the rest of the world. <laughs> uh, they actually have the most produced motor vehicle in history, the Super Cub Scooter. Well, they're about to launch a full line of EV vehicles, everything from bicycles to super bikes. Uh, they, <clears throat> they're, a um, they're in the process already. And uh, now all of these bikes are going to be available in Europe, Asia, Japan, China. Uh, none of them say they're going to be released in the U.S. just yet. Let's 
keep our fingers crossed, U.S., that many of these vehicles will find their way to the U.S. there. And our good, great friend and producer, Diego, has got that great graphic showing us a number of the different ways these can ha uh, can look. Uh, I personally have a new, uh, a newer model electric bike and love driving it. And I've seen so many uses in the out there in the world. Uh, when we were in Switzerland, there was a, a postal uh, a delivery. The, the, the local post office was delivering by electric bike, by electric cargo bike. It was great to see. Uh, more vehicles will be coming in the next couple of years. Honda boasts about 37% of the world's motorbike market share. And uh, they're looking to put change all those people out of gas and put them on EVs. This is big work. Good work, Honda. It's smart work. You're going to start to notice a theme in the coming uh, days and months and weeks, folks. And it's already happening. Business and bigger organizations, bigger companies are starting to catch on to how incredibly it is important it's going to be to have more EVs and, uh, and other renewable energy sources. You'll hear more and more stories, especially in our second segment tonight. So please stay tuned, stay with us. Before we go anywhere, though, we're not ready to take a break yet because I've got another great news story that I found. Now, this story comes from LGBTQNation.com. Uh, a, a judge in Montana <clears throat> has now stopped the state of Montana from making it more difficult for a trans individual to change their gender on their birth certificate. Judge Moses uh, said this is a restrictive rule in direct violation of his April order, and it blocked uh, the, his ruling in, in April blocked a state law requiring state residents to undergo so all kinds of, of silly, uh, silly hoops <laughs> put forth by the Republican legislature. Uh, what this says is District Court Judge Michael Moses struck down a new rule instituted by the Montana, uh, Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services that said a person's sex listed on a birth certificate can only be changed if it was incorrectly entered by a data entry error or if the sex of the individual was misidentified on the original certificate. All that's going away. The judge is not happy with the DPHHS. Uh, he said that he believes his earlier ruling was as clear as a bell and, quote, I'm a bit offended. The department thinks they can do anything they want. Kudos, Judge Moses. Kudos, Judge Moses. Now, that was a statement I didn't think I'd hear myself saying. <laughs> All right, folks, you're watching the New Thought Media Network. This is the good news here on Friday night. I'm going to grab a quick sip of water, take a quick break, and let you know a little bit more about what we do around here and be back with more good news in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs>
And we're back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Rev. Robert with you. Thank you for being with us here this evening. Now, one of the things that we love to cover on this program is the technological advances that are happening because those are things we can truly follow and we can follow up on. Our first story tonight is not a follow-up, but it's something that I know we're going to be following up on because this is happening just to the north of where I live in Wyoming, a facility that will pull carbon out of the air and deposit it in underground wells believes that it will be able to do so by the megaton by the end of the decade. It's called the Project Bison Direct Air Carbon Capture. Uh, the machinery is capable of storing 5 million tons of carbon underground in specifically approved wells in Wyoming. And the company believes it makes the first realistic and scalable business model for carbon capture. <clears throat> I wonder if they're using those old Trident missile silos to capture the to store in some of their wells. That would be that would be a nice, interesting add-on. Uh, the, the development is marked by improvements on idea on the idea from two other flagship projects. Uh, Climeworks has a capture facility in Iceland, and Carbon Engineering is working on a project in Texas, which is backed by a number of airline companies. We're going to talk about that story in just a few moments. This is, again, <clears throat> happening here in the United States, in Wyoming. Uh, the tax write-off for, for a ton of carbon score, score, stored underground has been raised from uh, to $180 from $45. So for every ton of carbon somebody puts into this facility, they get $180 write-off. Okay, that works. <laughs> basically what the industry expert said uh is we're try really trying to get ourselves positioned to be the place of first choice for industry as they emerge with new climate technologies that was the governor of um of wyoming mark gordon uh we're going to follow this one folks we need more carbon capturing and we need to reduce the carbon uh, instead of creating it as well that brings us to our next story, <clears throat> a ferry. There's a new ferry boat technology, and we've talked about ferry boats on this uh, show quite often. The amount of diesel uh, that is being <laughs> burnt, oh my gosh, in with ferries across the planet. Well, here's a service off the French coast where the vessel, vessel is, stay, is able to stay at sea longer because of filters that capture 99.9% .9 of the sulfur oxide fine particulates. The boat's called the Cote de Azore. Uh, it's traveling in the Mediterranean. Now, uh, if you've ever been on a ferry, you know how dirty they can be. Here's a boat that's capturing its own carbon and lowering its, its use for it as well. <clears throat> this is big science and there's a great video on this on this story that'll do the job much better than i will and do this story much more justice so i encourage you head over to the goodnewsnetwork.org the world's first non-polluting ferry set sail in france uh check it out check out the video it's very informative informative give you all the science you need on that one all right. Hey, as we head into the weekend, I've got another carbon capture story we want to focus on. And I spoke about it just a moment ago. 
there's a new airline coalition, let's call it, a partnership, including Air Canada, Air France, KLM, EasyJet, uh, the International Airlines Group, which is parent to British Airways, Iberia, Lingus, Vueling, uh, a company called Lantum Airline Groups, Lufthansa Group, which includes Swissair, Australian Air, Brussels, and the Eurowing brands, as well as Virgin Atlantic. Funny, I don't see very many American companies in there. Um, we're going to talk about that. Uh, the agreement is in its earliest stages, but they're all coming together to agree on pricing and storage of carbon removal credits. And now the company's partner is Carbon Engineering, and what they're doing is pioneering uh, another direct air carbon capture system. So just like the last place in Wyoming, this one's happening in Texas. They're using underground geological reservoirs here. And uh, the agreement is intended to cover a pre-purchase total of some 400,000 metric tons of removal credit, removable carbon credits. On a small scale, it's a technology that's been proven, said Stan Shepard, head of marketing at Airbus. We now basically need to scale it up. And what better place to do that inside of an airline, within the airline industry? Good news. I think this is good stuff. This is another story, folks, where we've got a great video. Give you a whole lot more information. And uh, I encourage you head over to the Good News Network. Check that out. We'll leave a link in the show notes. Hey, before we take another quick break, <clears throat> one more good corporate news story, corporate company story, because I love the way, as I said earlier, companies and organizations are starting to change. Well, the Mediterranean Shipping Company has made a commitment to change its shipping routes around um, the south side of Sri Lanka to avoid potential collisions with blue whales and other, and other whales and other sea creatures. Over decades and decades of studies, uh, it was determined that uh, shipping in the, in the existing lanes were, uh, were hazardous to the wildlife and to the marine life. And uh, MSC is the first company to voluntarily say, we're going to change what we do. You can see on the graphic there, everything in the pink is where they used to be able to ship to the old shipping lanes. Now the green is where they're going to be. And the pink is where they see the most whale and other marine uh, activity. Congratulations. What another good company. See, the world is changing, folks, and corporations are waking up to it moment by moment. These big companies are starting to realize that the health of the planet is in their best interest. And so we're going to, uh, we're gonna, we agree with them on that. The health of the planet is in everyone's best interest. Hey, here at the New Thought Media Network, well, we've got close to 40 hours of broadcasting every week of positive, positive music, media and entertainment opportunities for you to engage in all of our various shows. There's a website going across your screen right now where you can sign up for our newsletter. Most importantly, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to all the people that make that happen. So please don't go anywhere. Help me say thank you to our organizational donors and sponsors, individual givers. We'll be right back with more good news in just a minute or so. Stay tuned. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, for your continued support. 
Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome Ohm Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor. And a big shout out to all our committed donors. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that makes this network happen on the financial in this financial world and on the financial level. We appreciate you, Lee. We love you, and we keep doing what we're doing. All right, folks, back to the good news here for a Friday night in our final segment. <clears throat> and for those that watch the program, you know, in our final segment, we often focus on the people that are making great differences as well. Tonight, I want to introduce you to Zach Coltrane. Now, Zach graduated from Virginia Beach uh, High School in 2020. He is a self-described gay student and alumni of the Virginia Beach City's public school system. And Zach is sickened that the school district was about to adopt what he called a worst case parental rights resolution. Uh, Virginia Beach was putting forward a, a resolution that basically said they would have to inform the parents of any stu of every book that a student checked out of the library and <laughs> um, uh, would require permission slips before kids can read in-class novels and uh, requiring permission for other in-class books and reading material. Zach was no stranger to visiting with the school council as he had received numerous awards during his school career, his high school years, and uh, took back up to say, this is wrong. And you can't do this. And it led to a very contentious meeting. The board did relent, changed some languaging. They passed a, uh, a compromised version of what they wanted to do. Zach is running to become the youngest representative ever elected to the Virginia House of Delegates. Go, Zach. If you're in Virginia, if you can vote in that vote, in that vote, vote. If you can't vote in that one, vote anyway. Vote in whatever vote you can vote for, folks. Congratulations, Zach. Kudos to you, young man. Grateful you're doing your work. 
Hey, if you were with us last week, you might have remembered the story of a young man running into a fire who was driving a ride for a drive share company. Well, this time it's an Amazon driver and he goes on uh, above and beyond. Huge kudos and a big shout out to Kevin Rivera. Uh, he was just finishing his Amazon delivery Root in Syosset, Long Island, when he noticed a house on fire and the front door wide open, ran inside to make sure nobody was in there. A family of six, including a baby, and they didn't speak the same language. It took Kevin a little bit to get everybody to realize they had to do something, and he was able to get him out the back of the house. Everybody was safe. Everybody was safe. No one injured. Mr. Rivera is a true hero. Thank you, sir, for going above and beyond and being a, 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 a just, wow. And you know, folks, in the science of mind, in, in new thought philosophy, we really don't believe that there's any big or small in the all, in the oneness. There's no better or less than and every act is an act that moves us in the right in the right direction. Our next story comes from one of our other great sources, sunnyskies.com. And uh, in this story, it's a teenager who did nothing more than help an elderly woman fill up her airs with tires or fill up her tires with air. Excuse me. Uh, 16-year-old Albie Armour from Leyland, England, uh, was out on a moped ride with some friends. They stopped to get some gas, and they noticed an elderly woman uh, having trouble trying to put air in her tires. Without a second thought, Albie went over and uh, and filled up her tires. Now, Albie is not the person that leaked this story or told anybody about this. Uh, it was witnessed by an anonymous uh, person who posted it on Facebook, well, she wasn't, on, I don't know, they don't say her, uh, but uh, uh, someone posted it to Facebook and praised the young man for his actions and his kindness. Eventually, this, uh, you can see from this photo, uh, that's a posed photo of Alvi. Kudos, young man. Thank you for being who you are and doing what you do. And our final story tonight, oh, Boy, oh boy, hold on. Meet Tamara Panzino. Tamara is a retired nurse of more than 20 years. She was on Spirit Airlines Flight 1691 last Thursday night from Pittsburgh to Orlando when the intercom said, is there a doctor on board? Uh, now, being a retired nurse, Tamara knew she was not a doctor, but she also recognized what was happening jumped into action and helped save the life of a three-month-old. Three-month-old. Interestingly enough, a local Fox 35 uh, meteorologist, Ian Cassette, uh, was a passenger on the flight, pulled out their cell phone and began recording everything. There is good news even on Fox News some days. So there it is. Thank you. Tamara, for being the person that you are, for recognizing the need and filling the need. You know, folks, we really are all in this together. And here at the New Thought Media Network, that's what it's all about. It's all about, yes, Wayne, being the good. It's all about sharing in the good. 
And it's all about reminding ourselves and our neighbors and our friends all about the good. So this weekend, as you go out in the world, I encourage you to create good news, share good news, be the good news. Give a shout out one more time to our producer, Diego. Thank you for being the good guy behind the scenes. But thank yourself and thank those around you for being part of the good that we've got going on around here, too. I'm Robert Brzezinski. I'm getting out of here. Stay with us here on the New Thought Media Network. Coming up next at the top of the hour, Pastor Michael Mangus with Friday's Fireside Chat. And uh, I should know who his guest is tonight. And I saw it go across my screen earlier, but it's not coming to, to me alone. Hello, Gina. And good to see Gina as well. Shine your light and love, dear one, as well. Grateful that you're a part of what we're doing here on this network as well. All right, I'm getting out of here for now. Stay with us. Come back in 30 for Pastor Michael in the Fireside Chat. And then our evening prayers at 8.15 as we do at the end of the day as well. I love you. I wish you all the best. I look forward to seeing you again real soon. Until then, make it a great day. Bye now.